Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank. Hi, I'm Drost, and welcome to another episode of Making Bank. Today's episode is part two of a two-part conversation with guests Senad and NF Thinker, both of whom are on the Dowlationships team at Bankless Dow. In last week's episode, we discussed the consensus relationship and onboarding proposal. In this episode, we discuss business development in Web3 more broadly and the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. With that, here's the rest of my conversation with Senad and NF Thinker regarding relationships and client relationship management. Senad holds a bachelor's degree in sociology and is pursuing a master's in socioeconomics. At Bankless Dow, he's a diplomat and a guild coordinator for Dowlationships, executive director of Bankless Research, and a member of the GSE, or Governance Solutions Engineer team. He is an instructor at CryptoNexus, which holds structured workshops for finance professionals around the globe. NF Thinker is a Web3 communicator, collaborator, and coordinator. He joined Bankless DAO in the summer of 2021 and has collaborated in various capacities from governance to visual design, education, and community building. He is currently a partnership lead for Bankless DAO and Bankless Card, AMA host for Fight Club, and part of the on-site global events team. He also just joined the team at CryptoNexus. Welcome, Senad. Welcome, NF Thinker. It is great to have you both here to dig into a meaty and important topic. But before we jump in, I would like to take a moment to congratulate you, Anna Thinker, on recently joining CryptoNexus as a consultant. So between you and Senad and the rest of the team there, it's quite a powerhouse. So big congrats on that. Thank you. Yeah, that was really amazing being able to uh, join the CryptoNexus team. Senad was part of the pilot program, which happened in New York, and that was very well received. So we're building out new educational models for industries, including the financial industry, and looking into other ways that we can leverage educating people about blockchain. So more to come on that soon. Great. And Senad, was there anything else you wanted to add uh, before we jump into the topic? Did you want to give any other background or some flavor? I would just like to say thanks for inviting us to talk about this important topic. And yeah, thanks for having me in NF Thinkers today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I haven't really spent a whole lot of time in the Dowlationships group itself. I've attended a few meetings. I've hopped into some AMAs. And you guys are really doing great there, connecting with a lot of people, finding some ways we can all partner. And yeah, let's dive into this topic of business development and what is kind of a new term, Dowlationships, relationships between Dows and how we are currently developing and managing those partnerships. So maybe, Senna, that's probably a good place for you to jump off. Thank you, Drost. The approach in the relationships guild is more or less twofold. On one side, we are welcoming external organizations in our relationships guild meetings that are happening once a week. When we talk about the weekly sync, we also have an introduction to the relationships call 
where on one side, we want to introduce new members in Bankless DAO to the relationship skill, but we also want to help new members from other organizations that come to the relationships with specific plans or ideas, present them to us. And this is one approach where we act as an open organization to other DAOs. But on the other side, we have also a more business development, business-specific approach where we facilitate and maintain a CRM called the relationship CRM for customer relation management. So as soon as we find an organization we want to partner with, or as soon as another organization seeks a partnership with us, we schedule discovery calls or other present other services and products that we have in order to figure out how what is the best way for us to partner with this other organization and what services and products could we in particular offer in order to establish such a collaboration. Have you gotten any key takeaways from that? Are there some commonalities you're hearing in some of the conversations you've been having between different DAOs and other organizations that want to partner? I would say it's quite difficult because lots of organizations come from the, I would say, traditional way of building partnerships with two entities. And I would say here B2B, business to business, or the classic Web2 space where it's like dating. <laughs> you have a partner and you're trying to figure out what the partner wants from you and what the partner is seeking. And on the other side, what can you have from this partner and what's the best way for you to have a relationship? I was just thinking about being decentralized, having people at varying levels of experience, either with relationship management between organizations or having deep knowledge of the subject matter. It really does take a group of people that have different disciplines. And at least in my prior career, the relationship side of it is critically important. I think when people hear the word sales, if they've not been in a long-term business relationship with a client, sales takes on a different connotation. I think a lot of people view it as, you know, the used car salesman or somebody that's trying to pull the wool over your eyes or something. And relationship management is very different than that. It's the antithesis of that. You establish a relationship with people that are building their business. They need to partner with organizations and people they can rely upon. And the only way they develop that is by demonstrating commitment, demonstrating deliverables. You can have anything you want in a letter of intent or intentions on moving forward and doing things that benefit both organizations. And so you need to figure out what those parameters are, what people really need out of it, what each organization really needs to get. And if it's not benefiting one or the other organization, you need to just be upfront about it and say, look, I don't see how this is helping our organization. Help me understand that better. And I think that's all part of that conversation and figuring out who you want to partner with. And you know what? Sometimes there's organizations you're not going to want to partner with because you have different goals. Great. I'm glad we had this discovery. Shake hands, part ways. And, you know, maybe there's an opportunity in the future. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm sure any thinker can also add something on that. But you mentioned something really important. One of the first things that sort of gets clarified is, are we mission aligned? And we at Bankless now just want to partner with other organizations that are mission aligned with us. And so this is probably one of the first things that we are trying to find consensus on. Is the organization in question mission aligned with what we seek? So we want to onboard the next generation, the next 1 billion people into crypto 
and truly making them go bankless, is this an interest of the other org or not? If yes, then we can proceed. And as you said, depending on the stage, agree on a partnership to further develop both organizations. What are the practical steps if somebody wants to partner with Bankless now, what should they be looking for? And then BDAO members, if you're out there talking to somebody or you haven't jumped into DAO relationships mm-hmm. before and what that experience is like, I think can be helpful. And then you may have a lead on something, whether it's a potential sponsor or a business partnership, and you're not really quite sure what that relationship should be or how to initiate the conversation. That might be a good thing to to touch on too, because I have a feeling that we have a fair number of members that might feel a little tentative about bringing together the parties on that. That's a good point. And actually, maybe we should say something about how a lot of these partnerships are started. And that's through people who are part of another DAO or part of another community who bring, who bring people to us, essentially. They bring people to the community and say, hey, you can get involved. Let's set you up a demo. Let's hook you up with the marketing department. Yeah, I just want to say mostly what has happened, I think, in the past few months was that our members have contributed to other communities and they were like, yeah, I'm from Bankless DAO. And I was like, oh, Bankless DAO, we want to, you know, seek up, like, why not partner with Bankless DAO? Can you set us up with somebody? And most folks were then pinging me or NFThinker. And they were like, hey, I Mm -hmm. got this person from this DAO that I'm involved with and they want to seek a partnership with Bankless DAO. And what happens then most often is that we have a discovery call and there happens this sort of setup that I failed to explain with the dating situation where you try to get to know each other and set expectations. And often it doesn't go beyond that because it's a lack of preparation, I would say, especially on the side that seeks the partnership. Because what I actually love to see, and this happens in more successful partnerships that we build, is if organizations reach out to us, and if they already have something prepared, even if it's just a proposal draft or just their expectations, this happens tremendously building on top of that. Because if they come to us and are like, oh, we want to partner with you, what do you say? Oh, yeah, great. Okay, we are mission aligned. Mm -hmm. So now what? Because we don't have specific rules for that, it was so difficult for us to come up with something if the other organization didn't have anything, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, just also, you know, sort of first intentions. What is it you're seeking through Bankless DAO, through the community? Are you trying to offer a service to the community? Like Barracuda has been pretty upfront and they've let us know costs. A lot of potential partners come here just looking to build with the Bankless DAO community and it will be free access. Examples of that would be GM.xyz, you know, they started quite a long time ago and gave Bankless DAO alpha access, and it's a community that is growing sustainably. So those are the types of projects that we really love to get involved with around here as well. Yeah. And we've been able to give them productive, constructive feedback on developing the product. And so that's an example where there's value on both sides, even if it's just learning each other's stuff and communicating and sharing bug feedback or feature requests, that kind of mm-hmm. thing is pretty cool because with the big companies, you know, try and get a Google to do something for you. Try and get them to fix a map. Exactly. And this is one of the things that we've always tried to help other protocols and projects solve around here is, you know, how do you make your UI UX better? How do you make your product better? We're dealing with a lot of startups who are external to Bankless DAO 
and some of them have funding and some of them don't have funding. And so you can utilize the community. You can learn from the developer guild. You can onboard people through the channels that we have around here. And then there are other ways that you could get involved as well. You can pay research guild to research your project and give you some feedback on next steps and improvements that you might be able to make. We also have a project testing as a service. So you would come to us with your code and we would do a, a bug bounty with a few developers and create a report. So there are lots of different ways that we're trying to help the communities around us. Yeah, and it's it's gated to contributors, right? It's gated to people who are owners of the system. And as long as we can build sustainably, then I think there's big things yet to come. And this kind of leads into the conversation about Barracuda and an operational deep dive. And I'm looking at the partnership explainer that you provided ahead of time. This goes back to what we were just talking about, which is how do you handle new partnership inquiries? They need to be assigned to the correct teams, ideally automatically, teams and individuals. And then you have to have clear drivers, defined processes, and all of that. We've seen this within Bankless DAO where maybe different groups working on similar things and they haven't necessarily communicated. And maybe there's some different person from the organization that you're partnering with that's over-talking this other group and they don't know that you already have something else going on from a business development standpoint in another part of the organization. And so having a customer or client relationship management tool that can handle that process, keep the right people informed, make sure you're not telling the customer something that isn't true or that you can't deliver upon or you said somebody's going to do something and they're unaware of it. And that's where the communication breaks down and that's where partnerships fall apart. With respect to the CRM, it's not mentioned a twofold approach and that's very important. We've got this inbound and outbound traffic to and from the DAO. And Drost, you mentioned that there's always the chance that somebody else somewhere in the organization is speaking to somebody else in your organization. And the two work streams in parallel would be stronger if they worked together, if there was some sort of way of collaborating. And I think that's what the right CRM project will allow us to do. It'll allow our products and services to be visible to people. We can use intake forms for potential projects or partnerships where we can prioritize things like mission alignment at the very beginning and then make it easier for people to dive in and open up their own case and collaborate with people with minimal effort from a governance perspective. We're really excited to see what we can build with the teams that we've got lined up. We have a few interested parties who are really, um, they're developing incredible things in Web3. And I think this is the thing that counts the most, right? Like we have existing Web2 tools, which are fantastic, like HubSpot. And we have all this Web3 technology at our fingertips that so many of us are integrating with, but it's only just getting started. At one point in time, everybody will be on the blockchain. And when that day comes, there will be either chaos or order. So we're hoping to find that order and slay Moloch with the DAO CRM. There are many ways that we can build the CRM to work for us and really help us in the long term. I would say we will definitely migrate from Notion to a Web3 solution. And, and the other part of this process as well that we haven't really touched on is the grants applications process because both of both 3RM and Barracuda both mentioned 
grants processes within the stream. So, you know, this will make it easier for community members to actually mm -hmm. apply for a grant and and take it through that process rather than... Um, right, and it really comes down to tracking successes and then where you see the winners really doubling down and accelerating those. Yeah, success uh, metrics are definitely built in and we're actually having to design some new work streams within the DAO to try and figure out the flow because up to now we haven't really had client, quote unquote client managers. We have project managers, but that's mostly a project management guild initiative. And we're trying to figure out how we can work together to utilize project managers within the partnership process so we can activate work streams and activate task leaders and set up some quality control initiatives as well so we can assure that people are getting what they deserve. Like we're open source around here and we all work together. We work in public. Anybody can buy 35,000 bank tokens and see how we work around here. Uh, it's gated to contributors, right? It's gated to people who are owners of the system. And as long as we can build sustainably, then I think there's big things yet to come. What are some of the challenges uh, that maybe you've had doing some of that? Obviously, there's just keeping everybody on the same page and finding a tool that works that everybody can use that isn't outrageously expensive. I mean, there's always that piece. Uh, Is that with regards like touching on that. to the CRM or partnerships in general? Actually, on both sides of it. So the CRM might end up getting a little more granular about how you manage workflows and, and communication and all that um, from a tooling standpoint. But I think it would be really useful for people to understand how the relationship side of it happens to mm -hmm. there's members around the DAO and who work in other DAOs or, or have their ear to the ground in other places. And maybe they come across something that could be of potential mutual benefit. We're all listeners. We're out there listening. And this is a great opportunity for anyone who's a Bankless DAO member to be able to bring something back and say, look, I've got this other DAO I'm in, and I really think we could do something together here. And then that actually provides that person an opportunity to, if you really feel strongly about this, write up a short brief. This is the way I would approach it. I, I don't even know what your processes are because I haven't been in there a whole lot. But just to, logically to me, you'd write up a real simple summary of what the organization is that, that you've learned about, what it is that they're doing that really resonated with you, how you think that could um, tie into what we're doing at Bankless DAO, and if you foresee playing a role in that connection. And there you go. That is the entry to DAO relationships. 100%. And you know, you're right. There, there are different ways that potential partners get involved around Bankless DAO. There's always an impetus, and that might be somebody in another DAO in a server talking about a product that we might offer, like software as a solution, or a community initiative that we have that somewhere, somewhere down the line, someone in another DAO is interested in this. And then they find out that we do X. And that's kind of like how it works, right? Like you get pilled, you get red pilled and you jump into Bankless DAO and you realize, wow, there's so much happening around here. We can utilize the media so we can have access to the the Twitter social channels, we can have access to YouTube, we can have Bankless DAO as, as a media DAO itself is literally just set to explode right now because YouTube has kind of been in the works. There have been some Twitter spaces AMAs, which 
they do draw a crowd, but I think Twitter Spaces was kind of a fad for a moment there. Uh, there are better ways of getting your message out there. And I, I like what we're doing here on Riverside with the podcast chat room that we've got set up here. You know, it's nice to be able to record and uh, always have a chance to edit without always going live. But then there are some streaming services that would really make a huge difference if we could get some live content out there. I do believe that sponsors are going to be interested in utilizing our platforms to get their message across. Yeah, and all the things you mentioned, NF, are, are we're gearing up uh, to do those things. Granted, some of those things have been a little longer in coming, but if you look at things that are coming out now, some of it's internal, you know, where we're starting to do more deep dives into proposals that are in forum to get more visibility, to highlight projects that people are working on on this show and others. And, you know, we're skill building doing that, but I think also we're at an inflection point here, I think. And I was just in a meeting this morning, we we're talking about our growth on this show and, and where we want to go with it, what we want to do to build our listenership, reward early listeners, all of those things we talk about and, and that everyone talks about. And so, yeah, we're looking at our next phase of, of growth and development. And so some of the problems in DAOs, uh, this is no secret, things actually take longer than they do in a top-down organization because you don't have somebody cracking the whip forcing everybody in line. It allows for more creativity, but things don't necessarily happen as fast. And so I think groups like Dow Relationships and another group within Bankless Dow is the Bankless Consulting Organization, which I'd actually like to touch on that for in a moment. But these groups and these work teams have been born out of a need. They weren't just put there to find something to do. They're needed and that is why they exist. And this is why we keep building new streams as well. The yeah. partnership role is sort of still being worked on. Client manager role, project guild, um, project management guild is really, I, so far I see it as a huge success and I think it's something that we definitely need around Bankless DAO to help manage our, our projects in, in all aspects, whether that's for an external client or an internal client. Before we move on, I just wanted to touch on one thing, which I hadn't mentioned earlier. You talked about how people initially get involved at Bankless DAO. And I did want to mention the people who are out there making the connections. There are people like Chameleon and Winverse and Fion, who are all community members who met someone somewhere along the line. And they said, oh, hey, if you want to get involved with Bankless DAO, let me introduce you to DAO relationships. And that's how that partnership really sort of springs to life right now. And I think what we're kind of solving with the, with the CRM is the issue of scalability. Because at the minute, um, as Sanad mentioned, it might, might be myself or him who is put in touch with a new potential partner. And um, that's scalable in a sense that we can have a few conversations, but beyond that, it gets really difficult to track everything that's happening and try and pull the right people in. So somebody who would be a potential client manager would have so many conversations going on without the proper means of keeping everything organized. With a CRM, the approach we would take would be somebody would come to the CRM and initiate a request. And then we could put the correct client manager on that request there would be a, hopefully a read-only Discord channel where people could monitor incoming requests. 
we would have a client manager role who would be responsible for making sure that everything was kept up to date. And then below the client manager, we would have the project managers. There's also some administrative managers in there who are responsible for things like payouts and keeping the CRM up to date, documents, that type of thing. And then customer relations is a very large part as well. So we need to make sure that we have account managers who are responsible for customer relations and making sure that everybody's happy all along the line. That includes everyone from the task leads, anybody who completes any work, all the way up through to the partner themselves. Yeah, and what I would just like to add on this is that the initiatives and working groups that are working in the relationships to actually figure out how we can best streamline the potential partnerships into the relationship, like when external organization reach out to us, what should we do? Despite from scheduling discovery calls and having, so to say, one-on-ones, crafting a proposal and submitting it on forums, introducing the communities or to actually not just the service or product, but to this platform, for example, uh, is, uh, is or has always been a good option. And so the demo work stream that we currently have, which is headed by some of our core members in the relationships, is a great opportunity. And looking at the administrative calendar, which we use to track the demos and book them, I think every demo slot until the end of November is booked. So we have actually wow. demand, yeah, their external organizations are coming, people are bringing them in, and the first go-to place in the relationships is scheduling a demo, showing a walkthrough through the website. So for example, for Orange Protocol, it would be how can you claim a reputation or a soul-bound token or whatever. You can draw those examples. And this is actually a good way to build a DAO-to-DAO partnership because this is also something that we try to figure out because you have DAO to DAO partnership, business to DAO or business to business. And given the fact that bankless DAO is not a classical business, I don't see it as that. We always refer to the bankless nation, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And to the nation state. Uh, So we are much more than just a business. Therefore, our demands are different and the things that we need are also different. We need a lot of infrastructure. Uh, We need a lot of building all these great ideas and we have lots of strong uh, contributors but we need infrastructure that can help us facilitate all and, and manage all this influx all these connections that we try to make what i would highlight in the past few months is all this building efforts not just in the relationships but also in the whole bankless now to actually be ready when we come out of this bear market uh, it doesn't have to be a bull market. It can be a normal market. <laughs> like it doesn't right. have to go skyrocket. You know, it just has to be healthy, in my opinion. <laughs> and so we can actually maintain, facilitate, and organize all these potential connections that we can make with this whole ecosystem, which will help us transfer the bankless mission to other communities and uh, actually build these reciprocal um, connections with mutual benefits. Uh, with the whole ecosystem, which is ultimately the goal and ultimately one of the reasons why I think NF Thinker and I are contributing to the relationships guild. It feels a lot to me like a repeat of the computer industry itself in that you've got a lot of tooling being developed along some of the same lines and who knows which ones are going to win. 
And the DAO community is still, I mean, quite honestly, pretty small. When you look at crypto space, Web3, and then you look at the decentralized autonomous organization, I think we're going to need to come up with a better word. But, you know, this is only, what, a couple of years or so old now where it's really kind of exploded in terms of spinning these up. And so all these tooling companies, groups of developers are building tooling for that, that tie all this together and help deal with governance and token voting and reputation and all that stuff. And to me, it's a primordial soup, and we don't know which of these are going to win. And I think part of what we can do is help, you know, we're working with these things every day. It reminds me, a friend of mine used to work for a company that built flight simulators and they'd do all the software, have the code, they'd run it through the, the samples and simulations. And then the actual test pilot would come in and break the simulator in about 30 seconds and leave. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think one of the benefits actually is that is rather than having months and months go by and thinking you've shipped something perfect, and we talk about this, and it's been talked about yeah. in the Project Management Guild, is being more agile, breaking things fast, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, throw away what doesn't, move on. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think that's one of the areas we can help. Yeah, as we are also trying to take a lot of practices that we usual in Web 2 and try to replicate them in Web 3. So what we're sort of trying to do is onboard Web 2 into Web 3, which has also been highlighted. And we don't even have an idea what Web 3 and the whole blockchain technology has in store for us. I mean, who would have imagined that Amazon and Facebook and all these big tech companies would develop back in 2000? And so we, I think, are in a similar situation where, you know, we try to, I would not say recreate Web 2 and Web 3, but of course onboard and see which practices work. That's why we use the CRM. That's why we have discovery calls. All these practices that were usual in the traditional space, we try them here in the digital space. And I say digital space because it's, I mean, almost completely digital and online. And so you have really a whole different setup, a whole different experience. And I think as we proceed and as we move on, we will figure out what's the best way to develop partnerships, to maintain them, and to make sure you don't lose track. And maybe also close or cancel them at some point if you, don't, or if you are not aligned anymore. I think we are literally learning as we're doing. I'm certainly learning, uh, learning as I'm practicing this stuff because uh, I don't come from a usual or classic sales background, not at all. I was and I am still a student, and so I'm learning all this stuff. I think the curiosity is what keeps me in here and the great opportunity to work with folks like NF Thinker and other members on building this community. I think this is the whole, like, this is so exciting, building this community and building in Web3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I was just thinking about this while you're talking. You know, it is frustrating that we don't have all the tooling we need and that things are in flux, but that's also where the opportunity is. It's always been that way. 100%. And to be able to separate the signal from the noise or the wheat from the chaff or whatever metaphor you want to use, that's part of what we're doing. So I, I am really excited about it. This is, again, something that's been born out of a need. And I want to touch on something else that you mentioned just now, which is some things don't necessarily need to be ongoing. I think sometimes projects have a tendency, once they spin up and you kind of get an ongoing cadence and a repeatability and 
and you're just doing things. And, and I think you got to step back periodic and say, well, is this project still relevant? You know, have, has it accomplished its goal? And is it, you know, is it just on autopilot now for no reason? And I think that happens a lot in, especially in big companies and traditional orgs, you know, there'll be some department that people don't even know exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always the the chance that you can end up with dead leads in a CRM as well. So hopefully this is something that Web3 can solve, right? If somebody's active in a Discord server, then maybe they have access to the conversations that are happening within that CRM group. There are lots of different ways that we can get access to the to the community and to the to the communications that are happening. And the the truth is there are so many amazing tools that are being built right now. Bankless DAO is so lucky to have a full community of all these developers who are publishing stuff in open source, they're creating integrations that work with all the Web2 tools that we love, but also are enabling things like token swaps and on-chain reputation and gating by certain permissions. So there's a lot to come. I was in a meeting earlier with, here's an example of a potential partnership. There is a company called Console, and they're building a Web3 replacement for Discord with a few twists. So I met them via Twitter somehow. I can't remember. One of us followed each other. And Next thing, a DM turns into an email and turns into some communications with other members within the DAO. I've been in touch with Austin Foss over this process because there's a, a competitor called Matrix, apparently. And we're looking into the, the possibilities of partnering with either of these two to see if we could figure out an integration for Bankless DAO that would replace Discord. We love Discord. Thank you, Discord, for being so amazing. But you are very centralized and very web too. So if we could have a suitable web three replacement, that would be possibly community owned and all these these wonderful things that we love about DAOs led by the people who have the most incentive to, to lead them. Hopefully we can create a whole suite of web three and DAO tools that integrate with each other and we can, one more time, slay Moloch. Yeah, yeah as, and as much as I love Discord, I think I was joking the other day around it. I cannot imagine earning my living uh, out of Discord for my whole life. So I w- I'm dying for a Web3 alternative to Discord in order to continue. You're going to be paying for Nitro for years. It's like a, the new student loan. <laughs> crazy. Almost, almost. <laughs> well, there was another Discord replacement. It's a pretty small team. I think it's just a couple of guys writing it, and it looks really cool. It was on Gitcoin. Uh, I can't remember. It's a nifty something. I don't know how much uh, donations they got, but it looks really slick. I haven't dug into it yet. But that's just another example. You know, it's, It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily take a huge team to develop a really cool product that could disrupt a big company. Exactly. Again, this is another thing that we're kind of competing with right now. There's so much disruption happening that we can't keep up with it all. And we don't know what's useful for the community. We don't know what's useful as a financial partnership. You know, if we're going to be accepting money from a project, how do we know that the project is still going to exist in a year? 
We kind of don't. So we have to judge these communities with our own best interests at heart. That's the the mission, vision, values alignment right there. You know, that's important that we nail that from the beginning. And we we all realize that we're not wasting each other's time. Because the last thing we want is some, you know, crypto pump group coming and trying to partner with us. Because that's not aligned with our values. Right. What I would recommend is before you reach out to the Relationships Guild, Come prepared, please. <laughs> have something in mind. Have maybe a proposal in mind. Study the way we develop partnerships and then approach us. This helps tremendously. It creates enthusiasm. It creates certainty. Working together in order to build on top of specific milestones that we have and then further strengthen and work together, I think has been something that we do with ThriveCoin and shout out to ThriveCoin. We've managed to loop in Chippy, the Chippy's collection. Perchy is now part of the team. We included Above Average Joe and Dyson, and I think one more member perhaps. But now we're already a solid team that is trying to make this partnership thicker, more meaningfully, and then present what we have and build, and again, build on top of that. And I think I want to highlight this as well is a lot of partnerships you have to build on top. It's like you develop something and you build on top and build on top. And so this has been a great experience with ThriveCoin. And I would actually love to see this with all other partnerships that we are approaching and building. Outstanding. Well, thank you for sharing that. As much as we have challenges and problems in, in Web3 and working decentralized, but you know these successes that go really well and then just listing the people that are involved with that. You hit on all cylinders there between Chippy and Perchy and Above Average Joe. And yeah, it's just a great team. There is so much that we are building um the partnerships is you know this is one part of many there are so many contributors here within the dow who are building out the products and services that people need to access web3 whether that's a financial protocol or just a decentralized reputation layer or anything that web3 is enabling for us today we are super bullish on Bankless DAO, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't be here a year later down the line, still figuring out governance and still figuring out integrations. Hopefully, we can build this into something that is not only sustainable, but always also profitable for the people who are taking part in the community initiatives and who are actually building out these projects. That said, anything that's not profitable through Bankless DAO in terms of monetary value or governance token value, there's always the opportunity to meet new people, take part in a community effort, learn something new, form partnerships of your own that aren't necessarily even Bankless DAO partnerships. A lot of people meet their future teammates here within the walls of Bankless DAO, or I should, I should say the halls of Bankless DAO. So being a part of the partnership process isn't just being a client manager. There's so many steps along the way. We have an ambassador program that we're working on as well, trying to form and trying to set some standards around how Bankless DAO engages with other DAOs and, and just the best practices and trying to always set a high standard around the partnerships that we form. Well said. I don't think I could add anything to that. What about you, Sanan? I can only say that I'm at NFThinker here in the Bankless DAO community, and I'm quite sure that we will stay in touch despite uh, being Bankless members or not. So you can really make friends and also find people 
beyond work, basically. Find, find friends, find members that are going to stay here also if you stop working. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. If you know, you know. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. This has been Making Bank, a production of Bankless Dow. If you'd like to learn more about Bankless Dow, please visit bankless.community on the web for more information on how to get started. And of course, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, and follow on your favorite podcast platform.